Hello, welcome to a podcast. You've downloaded it and it's ready to go. Or maybe it's still downloading because they do that now, don't they, the apps? They start before it's even done, like buffers a bit, and then boom, you're up and running. I often listen to podcasts when I go for a run, so I advise the same for you. Uh, run as, as fast as you want. It'll still follow you. That's the problem with this podcast. Still keeps you going, doesn't it? Um, have a listen to what we did on the radio earlier today. How's saving the planet going, by the way? We talked about this yesterday, but we need to mention COP26 a bit more. I do see on the front page of one of the papers today, Tired Queen pulls out of summit. The Queen will not go to COP26 and can't blame her. I mean, to be fair, it's bizarre how this has ended up meaning that in terms of the world leaders, she's the only one that's not wasting carbon travelling to a place. She'll stay at home, maybe, you know, log in, maybe they'll give her a Skype link or something like that, and, yeah, that just seems to be the better idea. The idea, Because they keep saying things like, oh, we've got to get the politicians together to make some decisions. Why don't you work a little harder, politicians? Oh, diddums, do you like getting a free lunch before you have a meeting? Well, how about you just stay where you are instead of causing extra carbon and all turning up without your masks? Plus, also, I suppose, if anyone had a go at the Queen for not turning up, she could just say, it's a parliamentary democracy. Honestly, send the one with the weird hair. I'll stay here and have a nice night in. Uh, so fair play to you. On the way for us, music by Kylie Minogue with Years and Years. Some re- Carol King, it's too late. Does anyone else walk around the house singing the words something in inside has died and I just can't hide, just can't fake it when they've got wind? No? No one else? Well, it was worth asking, wasn't it? Um, thank you for your emails. You can email on air at time1075.net. We were talking before about how the Queen not going to COP26 might be the smartest move because everyone else is wasting carbon getting there. Give it some old chit-chat. Maybe she's setting the right trend. Afternoon, Steve, says uh, uh, Smudger. So glad you're here. It's a Wednesday, so it is rare, isn't it? It Must be hours since I sent you a message. You must be thrilled. Uh, (laughs) So he says, yeah, good for old Queenie. She's done the right thing. Not going. All the others will do is chat a load of doggy do, and then just to look good, then they'll backtrack later. The Queen can sit at home in Buck's house with a royal rocking chair. Oh, I love a rocking chair. Uh, sipping on a nice cup of bovril. I, do you know what? I mean, then he says the meeting should be known as the cop out meeting, more like satire. Right? I would like to think that the Queen still wears the throne around the house. Because I think I would if I had any right to wear a throne. Like, if ever I do work from home, any TV stuff, you know, where you get to be a guest on something, where I wear a suit, tie, all that lark on the top half, jogging bottoms on the bottom half, kind of feels good. I like that mixed vibe. So if I were the Queen, crown on top, but still slippers. What are you going to do about it? I got a news alert on my phone about uh, one of the members of um, Insulate Britain having ink thrown at them by a driver. Who travels with spare ink? Or was the car being driven by an octopus? It's difficult to know. We've, I'll look more into that. That would have been shocking, wouldn't it? We're trying to save the oceans. Yeah, that's where I live, mate. But anyway, ink, uh, ink, sul- ink, I can't say it. Insulate Britain, more like. That'll be easier as a headline tomorrow than it is to say on radio. Um, But I don't know, would you be upset by it? Because if you're in Insulate Britain, you can't really complain about having some stationary products thrown at you because you you certainly don't mind glue on your face, do you? So, Kind of the budget, but not really the budget. Rishi, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. He's uh, front page of the Metro today. Picked it up when I went into London. Uh, Rishi Sunak will insist that he's ushering in a new age of optimism. Ooh, I like optimism. 
I've always wanted to be an optimist, but never thought I'd manage it, so I didn't bother. And uh, he says, the economy, when he unveils his post-pandemic budget today, the Chancellor, here he says, who prepared for his speech in trendy New Age-style socks and sandals? Oh, just when you think young people can't get any worse. Hey, what should we do? Let's make socks and sandals, I think. Oh. oh. And there's a picture of them. It says, uh, Mr. Sunak's £95 sliders. I've got nothing against sliders. But socks? You see it around a lot. The, the socks and sandals. And look, I'm Generation X. When I was growing up, socks and sandals would get uh, your house pelted by eggs from the locals. The local youths. It's a, it's a line that one would never cross. A sock with a sandal? Are you quite mad? And yet these days, apparently, that's all right. I think you see a lot of these when you're out and about. You see people wearing certain things, and you think, hmm, why are you wearing that? And so that's what I thought we could talk about on the show today. Things that make you go, hmm, why are you wearing that? And you know I've made a jingle. Things that make you go, why are you wearing that? What do you mean more partridge as the days go on? So... Things that when you see people wearing them, it makes you say, hmm, why are you wearing that? Things that make you go, why are you wearing that? Papers today, gruesome pies filled with fondant thumbs, eyes and bones will be served up by delivery this Halloween weekend to mark 175 years since the demon barber Sweeney Todd roamed London. Oh, that's, that's nice, isn't it? Can we just do me a uh, Jack the Ripper pancake and really put me off my dinner? It's truth. So, uh, yeah, it's a great weekend. That story again, a great weekend for you if you have uh, poor levels of uh, public hygiene. Because, I'd say, if you're being approved for your, you know, your, your hygiene rating that they put on the doors, imagine that. This weekend they turn up, there's an eye in there, and yet somehow, yeah, still get a five. Did you do that for Halloween? Yeah, let's pretend it's Halloween. <laughs> So what we're talking about on the show today is the fashion faux pas instigated by Rishi Sunak, who was sorting out the budget whilst wearing socks and sandals. Our financial future is being governed by someone who thinks socks and sandals. Yeah, why not? Mm, That's the turning point. When we look back before the nation that we're in crumbles, you'll look back and you go, I remember when that bloke on the radio said something about this. He warned us that we shouldn't be being led by someone who thinks socks and sandals is the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll also think, yeah, that guy on the radio, was he the one who was really mean about Tilly Ramsey? So it's, it's confusing. Uh, but what we're asking is... Things that make you go, why are you wearing that? The things that make you go, why are you wearing that? Uh, Ren gets in touch and says, you see middle-aged men still wearing skinny jeans, but with a big beer belly. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It's not our fault. The thighs don't get thicker to match. You just look like you're all wedged up to it. It's like... I know what I mean. Side on. Some of those blokes look like a golf ball on a tee. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, also, Smudger gets in touch on the email on air at time1075.net and says, Hey, Steve, why do some youths wear those trousers that are around their knees and then show their grubby pants? I know what you mean. i got nothing wrong with a low-slung jean, but you've got to have, you've got to have good quality pantage. He says, I was in uh, Londinium on Monday and a group of them came past me while I was sat eating. Turned me right off my sausage roll and mushy peas. Ah, mushy peas. Oh, that mental image got me there. Things that make you go, why are you wearing that? It's more about entertaining myself than anyone else, isn't it, these days? In the papers today, office chat 
aircon, good chairs and cake on colleagues' birthdays are the things that we love the most about returning to the office. Because obviously we had a rather large hiatus every day because of the lockdown and all that lark and some people have gone back to work in the office there seems to be a strange push to make sure people are back in the office part of me the cynical part of me thinks that some people want want the workers back in the office so that they can nip out at lunchtime pay to eat their food from cafes you know like big chain cafes which is where a lot of people have pensions invested so there's some of that going on and I've always worked from home in the various writing jobs that I've had. I think there's much to be said for it. So looking at this list again, office chat, air conditioning, good chairs and cake on colleagues' birthdays. Of those four things that they've listed, three of them you can have at home. You can buy aircon. Mate Michael Eric, he's got an aircon unit that he calls Big Bertha, which is a bit weird really. Uh, good chairs. We buy yourself a good chair. What are you sitting on a bad chair for? You've been working at home. And cake on a colleague's birthday. You can do that. If one of your colleagues has a birthday, nip out and buy a cake. And the great thing about not taking it into the office, you just get to eat all of it, don't you? The only thing you can't have is office chat. Well, that's a blessing, isn't it? So look, if you are being forced back into the uh, office, I think that's the best way of doing it. Or think about it this way maybe you could just buy a mannequin that's shaped roughly like you send that into the office you still get to work at home the work will be done and we'll stop moaning about having empty offices an instagram post promoting primark by influencer gabby allen no relation has been banned by the advertising standards authority the ex love island contestant now that's why i don't know who it is messaged about feeling fab in these jeans uh, and then had hashtag i work with primark but the problem with, yeah, the watchdog said that she failed to fully make clear that it was an advert. I don't know, I'm hashtag, I, hashtag I work at Primark would have been, I don't know, closer, I don't know. I thought that was going to be more about the issue of saying you look happy in jeans. Do you, do you really wear jeans and feel happy in them? Especially if it's those kind of jeans. Maybe happy's the wrong word. Slightly guilty about how much they cost to make. But also, at the same time, relieved because if you drop something down them, it's not the end of the world, is it? Um, but apparently they fixed the ad, the post on Instagram by having hashtag ad at the bottom of it. Well, that makes all the difference. Well, the story broke yesterday. It was in the papers when I was having a coffee earlier about the Japanese princess Mako, who's lost her royal status because she's married a, as it says here, commoner. I do hope that's how the newspapers refer to him and not how she does it. Hmm. It's a bad vibe, isn't it? Um, the Emperor's niece said that she wanted a peaceful life and is uh, is no longer royal because of who she shacked up with. So, I mean, we could do a phone-in about the things you do for love. I've certainly never renounced a throne. But I do put up with clothes hanging on the doorknobs of all the... Do I mean, the bathroom, the ensuite that we've got, for some reason, she hangs the clothes on the doorknobs. You can't, you can't shut the door. So, and I put up with that in my new feature, the things we do for things we do for love. You can email on air at time1075.net. Apparently, there was a, a, a three-year delay to their marriage because of some other problem. That's not that much of a delay when you think that two of the three years we've just lived through are the last two years, and not a lot of anything happened during those. 
So, and also, I hope they're going to be happy together because renouncing royalty for your other half seems like a nice gesture, but I bet you that gets brought up in rows. I want you to treat me like a princess, which I would be if it wasn't for you. I didn't know what we could do with this one, but there's a story about Amazon boss Jeff Bezos. His space company Blue Origin has unveiled plans to develop a commercial space station. I, for one, welcome my new shaven-headed overlord. I mean, I don't, you can't see too many details, and maybe they don't have too many details, but I wonder how big will this space station be? And the answer is probably seven times bigger than it needs to be, stuffed with extra packaging. So... And difficult to recycle. All right, well, more on that story later. And we're talking about the things you do for love after a Japanese princess renounced royalness to marry other other half. What are they going to do now that she's not royal? I don't know, but if previous examples are anything to go by, move to America, work for Netflix, and upset the Daily Mail online. I don't know. Well, again, more on that. It's as and when we get it, but we were asking... The things you do for love, the sacrifices you've made for your other half, the things that you give up. Martin says, what sacrifice have I made for my missus? Oh, only the best years of my life, Steve. Happy times. Sue says, um, I put up with my fellas snoring. It's so loud, I look forward to losing my hearing as I get older. I mean, that really is love, isn't it? Time 107.5, Amy Winehouse, you know I'm no good, with some terrible grammar in there. The, you know the line, it's the worst to truly stuck the knife in first? That's not... I, the correct phrase would be to truly have stucken the knife in first, honestly. Get a past participle round here. What? They're looking at me weird through the glass. What's your problem? Yeah, I've had a drink. What? Um, so here's the well, it's coffee. Calm down. Uh, I thought we'd do a new feature as well while we're still taking your messages because it seems in the newspapers at the moment, every single day there's a story about some form of a shortage. So, seeing as I was sat around making jingles earlier on, jingle shortage of the day. Ooh. Um, so the latest thing, we've been through all the shortages, the petrol, we all remember the petrol, the daffodils, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? You couldn't get toilet roll for a while, there was problems with uh, no, what was it that they were missing in Greg's? I can't remember what it was now, bouncers probably. No, there was something in Greg's, there was no beer in Weatherspoons, there was this, that and the other. Today's shortage of the day. Shortage of the day. Vinyl. Apparently, music execs have been left in a spin by a vinyl shortage, with demand so high that it can take eight months to get a record pressed. There have been huge resurgence in the popularity of the 12-inch albums. There's your problem, in it? If we all just do the 7-inch, we could spread it around a bit more. A shortage of vinyl. Oh, no. How am I going to cope? How am I now meant to listen to music? If they don't have any... What's that? They've invented... CDs and even they've gone out of fashion. Oh. Oh, what? So they, you can store them on a, how do you pronounce that? Computer. It's a crazy world. But no, look, um, I'm clearly, I'm joshing with you. We all know that MP3s and WAVs and all this, you can listen in other ways. But it's different, isn't it? It's different. Uh, having an actual thing in your hand, a record, an album, an LP in your hand, is a different thing. So it makes me ask the question, if we can't get access to vinyl, now what am I going to be pretentious about? Hi Steve, says Smudger on the uh, email. 
says, well, I think I've given up the ultimate. So that's the sanity of my mind, because just when I think I've worked out how our mind works, oh no, all change, she completely sidesteps and throws my little mind into chaos. I'm more likely, this is Smudge's words, I'm more likely to pick the winning numbers on the lottery than understand women. He says he describes himself as a very mystified Smudger. Don't worry about it, because I, I don't think you're, I don't think that's true. I think you're as likely to pick the numbers on the lottery than understand, not more likely. Because if you pick the correct numbers on the lottery, I bet you all of a sudden life would get a little bit easier in terms of that. And that's the podcast done for another one. Until next time, you can get yourself subscribed and therefore you'll get it if ever anything drops from the production factory that is Stephen Allen. Um, you can also have a look at the online comedy show I do with Eric McElroy, Comic Solving Problems, where we definitely did talk about the big issue that's been covered in the podcast a bit and in various news websites about me being mixed up with the other Steve Allen and the fallout thereof, therefrom. And uh, social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Get followed, get follow me, and I'll see if I uh, do anything of any interest for you. Until next time, have yourself a good one and goodbye.